I think at the end of the day that the general public, if, if they're interested in buying something, if they're interested in investing in capital equipment or software, or they want, they want the in-person experience. They want to come up to the machine. They want to touch that monitor. They want to see, they want to hear that spindle in the background humming. They, they want to be up close and personal with the machine tool and the machine tool representatives of the companies. Manufacturing was back. It felt like there was a manufacturing renaissance going on. I mean, yes. everybody was happy. Everybody was just interested in seeing the latest technology. It was, it was a very good week at IMTS this year. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. I'm Jason Zenger. I'm Jim Carr. And welcome to episode two of Making Chips. I'd like to welcome my friend, co-host, and a member of the IMTS Media, Jim Carr. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate that warm welcome. Jim, what is Making Chips? Uh, Making Chips is a podcast that equips manufacturing leaders and professionals it was uh, inspired by our desire to give back to the manufacturing community and to uh, help other manufacturing leaders like ourselves get through the daily grind and problems that uh, we are having in our own businesses and to share with like-minded individuals. So the question for today is, are you still hungover from IMTS? I am. I am. IMTS is a big deal. Um, it's, it's a huge show. It's probably one of the biggest shows in the world. It's certainly, if not the biggest show in Chicago in the United States, it's probably number two. But before we get into the main subject of this podcast, let's talk a little manufacturing news. Yeah, I, you know, I did not think that this was going to go this way, but again, I, I, I want to just bring up another political type deal that happened uh, that I just saw on the internet. No, you did not. Yeah, I did. I really did. I, ju I just saw it on manufacturing news on Google. And I happen to be well-connected with uh, Harper Community College in Palatine, Illinois. And they have a manufacturing training facility there. And I just read on Google News that um, the president, Kenneth Etter, is meeting with President Obama today to um, share all the good stuff that's going on at uh, Harper College. It's a junior college out there in Palatine, Illinois. And I think it's exciting on a PR perspective to be getting that much uh, media attention. So I just wanted to share that with everybody and uh, check it out. Yeah, regardless of your political views, anytime that manufacturing is um, discussed in the White House, in Congress, 
wherever else in the news, um, it's a good thing. And especially considering that getting good talent into the manufacturing industry is probably the number one issue that we have right now. It um, is. Any kind of PR is is just very beneficial to us. So um, I guess just, let's just leave it at that. What do you say? I, I we'll think just that's leave good. It at that. Okay, good. So this episode is the IMTS hangover. Before we get into what we mean by the IMTS hangover, I want to give the Metalworking Nation some fun facts about IMTS. My wife hears a lot about fun facts at home, and when I say fun facts, she knows that I'm going to talk about something that she has absolutely no interest in, and she usually rolls her eyes. But um, <laughs> That's good. Mine um, too. But these fun facts of, about IMTS are actually pretty interesting, and I think that e even my wife would be interested in this. So IMTS was started as the first National Machine Tool Builders Exposition. It was held in Cleveland, not Chicago, in 1927. What do they say about Cleveland, Jim? Uh, it's the Rust Cleveland Belt. rocks. Oh, <laughs> who says that? Everybody. Oh. Okay, so the show, the first show in 1927, required more power than any single exposition that was ever held. After 1927, it was held again in 1929, but then another show was not held until 1947. So there was a... Why? What was that big disparity? I have no idea, to be honest with I, you. It, could, it probably could have been because of the wars. Um, yeah, could have been, yeah. Um, but there was definitely a big lag, so it was at 18 years. I'm pretty good at math. So post-World War II, the show, the show actually moved to Chicago again, Sweet Home Chicago for me, in 1955 because of the larger exhibit space. And Were you born then, Jason? I'm sorry? Were you born in 1955? <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> Where were you born? I was not born in 1955. I was still uh, thinking about it. I was 1955 plus 22 years. <laughs> so it was moved to Chicago in 1955 because of the larger exhibit space and the facility for visitors. So here's another fun fact. In 1960, NC was the hot topic. 1960. 6-0. 1960, yeah. NC. What does NC stand for? It stands for numerical control. Okay, so what would numerical control be in 1960? It would probably be a piece of paper, like a ticker tape, that they used to write programs on and actually punch holes in a piece of ticker. Ticker tape is a long piece, like an adding machine piece of paper that used to be punched with holes that they used to feed into a NC machine that used to read that and All right, that, can, can that I be, read a program. Can I be honest with you? You can. I have no idea what you're talking about because I was born in 1976, so oh, I have no idea what any I'm of that sorry. stuff is. Well, that's what, it, that's what it's all about. It, it's, it's actually, honestly, you've never heard about this before? I, I don't know about ticker tapes. I know what you, NC is, but. You, you, don't know, you don't know what the word ticker tapes means? Sort of. Oh, well, that's, that's going back to the Depression era, but. If you were You're not that old, are you? Uh, not that old, no. <laughs> if you were schooled in history, you would probably know that ticker tapes came, I think it was after the Depression when everyone came back, but that's a long story. It sounds like uh, like a IBM it, development, it something like been, that. It could have been. Okay, okay. So but, anyway, we don't have to use ticker tapes anymore, so let's move on from that. Is IMTS and similar conventions still relevant? That's our question. I think so. so. Yeah, I do. I really do. Okay, so the short answer is yes. So what's, what's the main reason why they are still relevant? Well, I think it's an excellent opportunity for the machine tool distributors to showcase all the new technology that they're offering. And I think it's an excellent arena 
for all of the for the people, the attendees, to see that technology. So it, they could touch it and feel it. You can touch it. You could feel it. It's sexy. It's a it's an all day event going into downtown Chicago. Whether you're coming from the suburbs of Chicago like we are, or if you're coming from out of state or out of the country to see the show, it's a big deal. It's a big deal in Chicago. So you do realize that we've said the word sexy two podcasts in a row, and this is a metalworking podcast. So I know, but I don't know how relevant sexy is. Uh, it, it's all about bringing sexy back. <laughs> it's all about it's all about putting sexy into manufacturing because that that kind of is a uh, is selling it. it it's all about pr it's uh, it's all about making it engaging make making it exciting so i think that a lot of the machine tool distributors particularly are putting sexy back into manufacturing to get us excited about manufacturing in the next 3 to 5 years because i think it's going to be huge yeah i i agree with you and i i i think that one of the biggest exhibits at IMTS in the in the machine tool section DMG they yeah, definitely really. took some cues from you know higher profile companies such as Apple and, and brought some more sexy some more aesthetics to the way that they build their machines I mean whether you're a you know a DMG guy or a Mazak a Mazak guy Haas or a Haas guy you know I, I think that it was it was obvious that DMG took some um, some great aesthetic cues from these you know computer companies and brought that to the machine tools so um, and that was great to touch and feel those those machine tools and to um, you know see the new interfaces that they had so that the newer generation of programmers could relate more between their iPad and the machine tools so it wasn't just this you know you're you're working between two worlds you actually had these two worlds that were working together I totally agree with you on that the, the way you engage with your smartphone is the way you want to engage with your computer at work and the more those machine tool manufacturers can make that happen I think it's just going to ease up the productivity I agree and you know getting younger people into the manufacturing industry is definitely one of our huge issues. I mean, we talked about that in the last podcast and, you know, I, I don't think that we can talk about it enough, but I think that um, bringing that commonality between your iPad and your machine tool is definitely going to make a huge impact into making manufacturing cool. Yeah, I agree. I have a question for you, Jason. Okay. Um, what, what do you think, with all the millions of dollars that these huge machine tool manufacturers pump in to that IMTS show, do you really think that they get a return on investment on all that money that they pump in? What, what do you think they think that the ROI is going to be on the millions of dollars that they invest in that one-week show at McCormick Place Chicago? Well, I heard anywhere between 10 to 15 million dollars. This is just rumored, but between 10 to 15 million dollars for the DMG booth. I heard that this is just a rumor that Sandvik spends, you know, two, three, four million dollars just for the space that they use to have that prime location in the tooling expo. As far as ROI goes, I mean, these are, these are very smart companies and I think that they have they have measured their ROI and they know that the IMTS show is very important for their brand. If they measure their ROI of machine tool sales... ROI or, in marketing is hard to measure. It's, it's hard you, to measure. How do you measure it? It's, it's, it, it's tough. 
It's very hard. And I think if you try to measure the ROI at the IMTS show versus the number of machine tools that they sh that they sold at that show, I, I think that you're going to, you know, come up with a really bad number. But um, I heard their sales were down. I heard that they did not sell that many machines this year. Well, but it's not necessarily about the number of machines that they sell at the show. I think that they need to look at their overall, um, you know, brand awareness, and I think that they accomplished that. I do. I agree. I, I could not agree with you more about brand awareness. Absolutely. Because I, I will say that there's a couple of machine tool brands that I did not know much about before that really impressed me this year. Such as? DMG. Okay. All right. So I, you I would was actually... aware of their brand, but uh, they really did it. They really did a good job of conveying that. So what you're saying is that you may actually consider looking at, even though you, I, I know that you're a big fan of another machine tool company. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Mazak fan. There's there's no question about it. Okay, so but you would actually consider looking at a DMG machine because of what you saw at IMTS. Yes. Okay, that's good to know. Yep, that's good to know. Don't you think that you know advanced online features such as you know video, interactive web, websites has made IMTS less important? Um, I do, but I, I think at the end of the day that the general public, if, if they're interested in buying something, if they're interested in investing in capital equipment or software, or they want, they want the in-person experience. They want, they want to come up to the machine. They want to touch that monitor. They want to see, they want to hear that spindle in the background humming. They, they want to be up close and personal with the machine tool and the machine tool representatives of the companies. So I, I think that's a great opportunity for these people that are investing in their space at IMTS to make that impression and to push people over the edge to get the sale. Okay, that makes sense. What, one of the things that I really honed in on when I was at the IMTS show is that I felt a certain energy when I was at the IMTS show. Um, it just felt like manufacturing was back. It felt like there was a manufacturing renaissance going on. I mean, yep. everybody was happy. Everybody was just interested in seeing the latest technology. Did you get that same thing? Totally. I could not agree with you more. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was proud to be in the manufacturing community for, for all these years and decades. It was a very good week at IMTS this year. One of the things that I would like to see more from IMTS, and, and maybe this is something that you and I can can bring to it, is that even though there was this high sense of energy and we all really felt like that manufacturing renaissance was going on and we all had that commonality between us, there wasn't a sense of, I guess, community between people at IMTS. It's, it's, you know, people were there for a purpose and there wasn't a lot of interaction among, you know, job the shop attendees. owners. No, yeah, because I yeah, think, among the attendees, exactly. I think most people had a specific reason that they were going to show up. You know, they had it all plotted out. They had to have had it plotted out. It was you know, eleven million square feet of uh, space to, I mean, and, and quite frankly, that's why I had a hangover after I was there because it was just so overwhelming. There was just so much going on. What was your question? <laughs> My question was. Would you want to talk with other machine shop owners, other people in the metalworking industry, you know, build your, I guess, community? Community in yeah. the metalworking industry with other people while you were at the, at, at the IMTS show. Yeah, I think if there was an opportunity, I'd like to. I don't know how they're going to um, do that, though. Okay. Well, it's something that for us to talk it about is, in the future. It is. 
my other feeling that I had at IMTS was that this was more of a domestic United States and North American show than it has been in the past. I've, I've attended the IMTS show every time it's come to Chicago for the past 15 years. And in the past, especially, you know, maybe, I don't know, eight years ago, it felt more international. It seemed like there was more people from Asia, more people from Europe. This really? year, it felt like it was more domestic, more North State American. Side. More really? stateside, exactly. Interesting. Interesting. Um, one of the things that um, Jim and I found out because we had media passes, we were able to find out the statistics of the IMTS show. And we did find out that this was their, I think, third or fourth largest attended IMTS show. So even though it felt that there was less people maybe from international countries, the attendance was huge. I mean, considering that manufacturing is still, I guess, recovering, even it though is there, the is a re re yeah. there is a renaissance, um, it's still recovering. This was the fourth largest IMTS show, third or fourth largest in its history. What was your main objective from a manufacturing side to going to IMTS? I don't think I've ever asked you that question. Representing making chips, I guess it would be to understand the next... the, the newest um, technology in manufacturing. So to, to gauge what people want to discuss what people want to hear about. I guess that's what I would want to get the most of um, as representative of, of making chips. What do people want to hear about? What content do they, they think is valuable to them? What do they think is the, the newest thing in manufacturing? And outside of making chips for your own, for, for oh. Sanger's Industrial Supply, what was your objective? Okay, so for, for my company, which um, our objective is to help machining companies to make more parts faster to lower their cost of manufacturing. I just wanted to see the newest tooling technology and the newest work holding technology in order to help my customers. Um, what did you learn at IMTS that you could take back to your business? I learned that the technology is everything. If you are not keeping up with the technology every two to three years, you're going to be, you're going to be drowning in old technology because all your competition is going to be getting it and um, you're going to go away very quickly. Technology as far as machine tool technology, technology as far as cutting tool technology, technology as far as um, software and inspection equipment technology, all those on one platform. So you don't subscribe to the, um, to the notion that that's the way we've always done it? It, it is. It's just it's advancing so quickly it's replicating itself so much quicker that I think that people that are unengaged for two to three years, that they're gonna, they're just gonna, they're, they're never gonna be able to catch up. I guess it's like if you've never used a smartphone and it's 2015 and you, you, somebody puts a smartphone in your hand and you have no idea on how to use that. You could be that much more productive with a smartphone. Right, exactly. So what I'm saying is we take for granted our smartphones and, and the way we engage with the way we, we interface with it. If you were not to touch a smartphone or have ever touched a, touch a smartphone and then one got in your hand, you'd be lost. That's what I mean about manufacturing. People have to engage that new technology and keep up with it and stay current with it. Otherwise, they're just going to get lost. You've got to stay more productive. Absolutely. So you've got to be able to return those emails while you're in the bathroom. Exactly. Same. I know. As, as bad as it sounds, we all do it. That's the same thing as um, having the latest in end mill technology in order to mill faster. Absolutely. I love it.
So give our audience a couple points that you had in order to, to best prepare for the IMTS show. Well, I wanted to find out first and foremost where all the big names were going to be. Obviously, the big names were in the most prime real estate possible. That's what I wanted to see first. Okay, I, so I mapped it out. I downloaded an app on my smartphone to find out where everything was. We made sure we got there in a timely fashion. We knew where we were going to park. I, I think just the upfront planning was was really important. I, remember, I was there for three days this year um, it, for different reasons, so I, I kind of figured it out a, a little bit quicker. Okay, so you figured out where you're going to park. You figured out the the headliner companies that you were going to go right. see their booths. What building? Because there's so many different buildings. You know, uh, uh, there's the metal east, cutting, there's the west, there's tooling, the north, there's yeah. south. Yeah, the exactly. tooling cutting companies are in another building, and and you know, there's always somebody that says, "Oh, come see my booth," but they're in an obscure booth in the back of the south building. You know, that you really don't have time to see, but you said yes. So did you make any appointments ahead of time before you went? I did not. I did not. Or was that intentional? It was intentional. I just wanted to do a free flow. So we, we went there one day representing making chips. Was that a little bit of a different experience than going there representing car machines? Totally well? different experience. First and foremost, I was surprised at how easy it was to obtain a media pass. That, that was my experience. We are a legitimate media we interface. Are. Yeah. We are a legitimate press company. Yeah, a podcast is new media. It is new media. It is new media. So I, w I was definitely, it was a different experience being from that perspective. So what exactly is the IMTS hangover? For me, it's the build up to the show, actually going and walking the floor, and the aftermath of all of that, taking it all in and compartmentalizing it in your head and trying to disseminate where it's all going to go and what what does it mean what did i learn from this show what am i what's my takeaway from the show and how am i going to utilize it and learn from it to better run my business so one of the companies that i learned about at this at the IMTS show was a company called Total spell it please T O T A L okay so to us in america it would be total okay but the french pronounce it total, total. So Total is the fourth largest, I believe it's the fourth, lubricant manufacturer in the world. One of the things that I enjoyed about their product offering at the IMTS show is that they had five different choices for metalworking operations for your coolants. And to me, that was a... Yeah, that was a relief to see because there's a lot of companies out there that there's, you know, 20, 30 different coolants that they have to offer. And it's it's very overwhelming to decide. I mean, coolants are a big deal. They are a big deal. And nobody likes to switch their coolants until they have a problem. Exactly. So I'm sure you've been running coolants since the last the problem that you had. in our uh, machining centers for 10 years at least. Yeah. So this, this company, Total, they, um, they're making a big impact. I'm seeing their product in a lot of different manufacturing companies. Um, they've only got five choices, which is, like I said, a relief when it comes to product choice. I, I, I'm sure that everybody, um, when they go to Target, when they go to Walmart, they see about 35 different toothpaste that they can they can choose from and obviously our metalworking operations are a lot more important than what toothpaste you use at the end of the night right. so having five different coolants to choose from which are going to be very 
effective as far as um, lubricity and productivity is, is just a relief for me. And this company, they've never... Where are they based out of? They actually manufacture a lot of their products here in the United States. A large portion of their manufacturing, um, I believe it might even be all of their metalworking coolants are manufactured here in the United States, but the company is actually based out of France. So they just started marketing here in the, in the United States. Watch out for them. They, they have a great product, um, and, and they made a, a, a big splash at IPS show. Yeah, I'd like to learn more about that, actually. That's it for this episode. It is. We're all done. So that was wh quick. what do we want to tell our listeners? Well, we want to tell our listeners that uh, our website is makingships.com. We need your feedback on, on what we're talking about because, you know, we think we're telling you good stuff, and we, we, we want to hear your feedback about uh, what you think. Uh, go to our website. Leave some information. Tell us what we're doing. Um, go to like our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash making chips. Our Twitter feed is uh, twitter.com forward slash making underscore chips. And our Instagram, of course, is making chips as well. Please follow us. Uh, it's been a pleasure today. And Jason, number two done. Number two done. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. It must have been the wine. It must have been the wine. <laughs> it has something to do with it. <laughs>